Welcome, welcome, welcome. Have a seat here in the locker room where we get nice and cozy here as we talk about just an amazing loss of words main event this past weekend. I am talking about UFC 292. If you don't know now, you know. And oh the hell, what a spectacular performance. I still just lost for words. I lost all of my bets. Everyone that I bet on, I I just did not call it right. And it was just some something to behold of what happened here. But first, uh, how are you guys doing today? It is Monday, August 21st, 2023, Central Time, Chicago area. And how are you guys all doing today? I know we, we got to get into it. We got to get into it. But as you know me, I like to do a little quick tittle-tattle of the week and any just upcoming news or any past news that has happened within the last few days. Um, if you're like me... I like to watch a bit of Cinemark movies. I know it's becoming a long lost art of watching some movies in theaters. But if you are like me, this upcoming uh, Sunday, what would that be? The date, what's the calendar here? Uh, the 27th of August, every movie, everything that you've been wanting to watch or want to see this weekend is $4 a ticket at any of the theaters. It's a very fantastic deal. I wish it was Memorial Day weekend that they were having it, but you know they're not going to do that. They couldn't just hold it off for one more week, but that, that's still a pretty good deal. As you guys know, uh, these ticket prices are just getting out of hand, right? Literally, if you want to if you want to take someone out on a date and go to the movies, and you're looking at around like 40, 50 bucks, uh, I would say no, like 60 bucks because each ticket is usually around 20 after tax and then drinks, popcorn, you got to get those snacks. You don't want to look cheap, do you? So uh, I think that's just a fantastic deal. I'm planning on watching s something this week. And I got, you got to take advantage of that deal. So this Sunday, if you don't know, now you know, $4 for any movie ticket. What a fantastic steal. And other than that, and as far as the regular world, it has been very just quiet here in America. Not not really uh, big news. If you are a person that is paying student loans, you guys do know that those are set to resume uh, next month in September, or I think it's October. But that's like all of the major news that it's been going on outside of the UFC. Very slow week here, and it's been kind of peaceful, kind of strange. So you know what that means. We're going to have some big controversy come out, some big thing. I mean, everyone's complaining about Elon Musk renaming Twitter X. I mean, just come on now. We're just looking for selective outrage here. And it's not it's not news. He changed it. I mean, does X sound like it can be a name of a porn website? Yes, but we there's just bigger stuff out there that you need to be worried about other than Elon Musk renaming Twitter but other than that, I don't I haven't been seeing anyone else complaining about any other news. If you guys uh, do have something that people have been complaining about, uh, please make sure to send me a message, send me a DM, uh, leave a comment, join our Discord, the Hotbox Squad. It sounds like it's spelled. And join my Twitch where I do stream some video games from Street Fighter on the weekends. That's at Luther Connor. Sounds like it's spelled as well. 
and i will see you guys on there our discord has been rapidly growing we're around like i want to say 600 700 members i i don't know where it's at but um a little bit uh half a half of a dozen i want to say around in there so thanks for everyone that has been joining it's been a fantastic week have been uh just slowly growing and it's just it's it's good to see slow progression over about a year of doing this thing so i'm very excited to see what the next year brings now um <clears throat> without any further ado this past weekend we did have ufc 292 it is in the books it is signed sealed and delivered and it was overall i would give it a uh, before i was going to give it like a b plus event as far as the card goes but it did deliver. In the main event, we had the reigning defending champion, Aljamain Sterling, nine-fight win streak, looking to break the record of all-time bantamweight defenses, and he just fell short. Oh, he fell short. As you guys know, I was betting on Aljamain Sterling. I want him to win just so he can break that record that was previously held by Dominic Cruz, the other person who was in contention for being the greatest bantamweight of all time. He was looking to break that record, go up to 145 pounds, and fight Alexander Volkanovsky, the now current number one pound-for-pound -pound fighter in the UFC, in the entire world, hands down. And all of that is it's gone now. There's no more talks of that. He's not going up to 145, even though people are still persistent on him going up. I think he kind of knew that if he won, he wanted to go up to 145. Now that he lost, I don't see him leaving the division anytime soon. Um, I think he's going to stay there and probably retire there as well. But, hey, you have to give props to Sugar Sean O'Malley. He called his shots. There's footage of him before... He was even an official UFC member when he was on the Contender Series uh, when he knocked out, um, I don't even remember his name, and he had uh, Snoop Dogg there on the sidelines. He was saying he was going to be bantamweight champion. He was calling his shots. He said he was going to the top. He put all of his work in at the age of 16 to start to study kickboxing. And six years later, it all pays off in under two rounds. The first round, you could have judged it for either either of the two gentlemen. Aljamain Sterling putting on that pace with him, pushing him up against the cage. Sugar Sean O'Malley with that great footwork. Anytime that Aljamain Sterling came in close to try to go for those hips to get that takedown, he's just just chucked and jive and went left, left uh, went right. Didn't allow Aljamain Sterling to cut off the cage as he was trying to do. And if you're in a fight. That's exactly what you want to do against someone who's looking to take you down. You don't want to allow them to cut off the cage, to push you up against it, to get underneath those hips, and to bring you down. And in the second round, it, for some reason, it looks like Aljamain was getting very frustrated because he could not find the target. He could not really pin him back where he wanted him to be, and he was getting frustrated and that showed in the second round because he came in with that lunging jab. And he just literally overextended himself. And it looked very similar to Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo where he took that step back. He unloaded that right hand and just floored him face down, ass up, a few more follow-up shots. And that's all she wrote. 
I got to give it to O'Malley, though. He was very humble in victory, which I did not see coming. I really thought that he was going to really just rub it in, to, to tell all of his haters off, to say, I told you so, to do the fadeaway three-point shot that he always does after every knockout, but there was none of that. I think uh, I think the moment for him has not yet settled in, and he's just gonna take a take a little bit while for that to really to sink in, and just really bathe in the moment. No gloating, just does not seem like his style at all. With him with the Takashi six nine tattoos and the pink hair, you would have thought for sure that he would have been just gloating like crazy, but it never came. He was very. Very humble in victory. Aljamain Sterling, humble in defeat. Uh, said he, Sugar Sean O'Malley was way better than he thought he was. And he wanted the rematch, but the UFC is not very keen on Aljamain Sterling. If you guys know, he's always made it very difficult for the company. He's never been willing to play ball with them. And where the UFC is now... You got to play ball, even when you're the champion, because if you lose, they will make it hell for you. They will make it hell. And Aljamain Sterling, it's going to be very tough what the UFC is going to want to do with him after this. Um, Dana White was saying, he's going up to 145, and Aljamain Sterling was like, nah, I'm not going up. So when you are already five minutes after your bout that same night, you're already going head-to-head with the president of the organization. It's not a very good sign. Not a very good sign. It's going to be just, it's going to be tough for you now, man, because you have no leverage. You have nothing to leverage with the UFC. Uh, they have, they're holding all the cards, and you can tell they're going to try to force him to move up a division because he's been, uh, that's what he's been saying. That's been a narrative for him for the past several weeks that he's going to go up. He's going to go up. So they don't like when you go back on your word. So we're going to see what's going to happen there. Co-main event, Zhang Wei Li defending her title against Amanda Lemos. Now, I've seen some ass kickings in my day, but this one was just on another level. Look at these stats, ladies and gentlemen. Zhang Wei Li punched her 296 times. She threw 358. She landed 296. That is an accuracy of 82.7%. And when you land that many shots that you throw, that is anything north of 60%. It's just fantastic because you're not going to hit every shot you land. I don't believe there's any time. So many strikes have been thrown, and someone has landed 90. They And in the post-fight, they said this was the biggest strike differential in a woman's fight in general. The challenger, get this, the challenger landed 29 strikes out of the 68 that she threw. Let that sink in. Over a 25-minute period, 25 minutes of being locked in a steel cage with somebody else that wants to kill you. They hit you 296 times, and you hit them 29 times. That is just absurd. That That is just insane. It was just such a beat down from Zhang Weili. She had her rhythm down. She's been just showing exponential growth over the last two years. 
Amanda Lemos was just swinging for the fences, just trying to get her out of there. And anytime she got overzealous and threw a looping right hook, John Wei Lee just went for the takedown. I mean, that's just that's just textbook right there. It just looked uh, it was such a big skill differential. It didn't quite look that way at the time, but as the rounds get, uh, went on, I mean, the narrative for Amanda Lemos was how durable you are. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're in a fight with someone and your biggest skill, the biggest prop that you receive is how durable you are, that means you got your ass kicked. And that is exactly what was going on over these uh, these 25 minutes. John Willie uh, getting another, I don't think this was her first defense. She won the title from Carla Esparza in her last bout, her first defense. Just looked amazing, just showing that she is growing over these years and that loss to Thug Rose only really just fueled her to keep keep going and that's all i was seeing as well it was just fantastic to see just absolutely amazing and her next bout uh it's going to be probably against um yao yao Zhan in china we're gonna have a they're gonna be some china on china blood chinese fighter uh defending against china and china i mean that seems like the play that the ufc is gonna make and if you're in the business of making money, that is the move that you make. Why? Why would you not do that? It is just, it just, it just has a W written all over it. And in that bout, uh, Manalimo, she did, she did almost get a reverse arm triangle from the bottom position. I thought it was in, and the she got it, I believe, in the first or second round. She kind of caught her off guard, but that was the only danger that Zhang Weili was in, and I don't see anyone in this woman's strawweight division taking this title away from her possibly tatiana suarez she's probably one or two wins away we're definitely gonna get that fight but i gotta see a little bit more i gotta see a little bit more from tatiana suarez because she's good on the ground but her hands are not just there yet and notable mentions on this fight card ian gary ian machado getty getting that unanimous decision win over Neil Magny with those brutal leg kicks he was giving him throughout the fight. Um, I He should have he should have uh, taken him out. He should have got him out of there. I mean, if he, he dropped him with leg kicks in the first round, and for some reason Ian went away from it. I know he dropped him again um, in like the second or third round. Uh, even though he dropped him with leg kicks, he was not credited with any knockdowns, which is just bizarre and strange in itself. And um, Marlo Chito Vera getting that W over Pedro Munoz via decision. He is possibly going to be fighting Sugar Sean O'Malley next for his first defense. They have that backstory there. Sean O'Malley only defeat is coming to uh, Marlon Chito Vera, and that is absolutely the fight to make. Sean wants to fight in December. I see Cheeto definitely taking that because when you get offered a title fight, <laughs> you take it. You absolutely take it because you don't know when you will be getting another one. Um, another mention on the card, kind of sad to see Chris Weidman, yes, my boy, getting coming back after two years of a break in his leg. I really wanted him to get this victory, but at 39 years old, it's just not happening. I know he said he wants to make a title run, but I just, it's, unfortunately, too many surgeries. He, I believe he said he had over 20 surgeries, over 20. That is, 
that is just insane. And I, he just looked slow and sluggish. I wanted him to win so bad against Pratt Tavares, but he's not the Chris Weidman that was once on an undefeated streak that we all once loved. And it's just kind of hard to see, but that unfortunately is the fight game, ladies and gentlemen, that this game will chew you up and spit you out. And the absolute strategy is to get in, make a lot of money, and get out. Fighters, they are there for a good time, not a long time. And after being in the organization for about a decade now, I think it's eight years, it's just time for him to find something else to do, unfortunately. Chris Weidman, love you, man. Best of luck to you, and we'll see what's going to happen next. Dana White did say he wanted him to retire. Chris Weidman, surprisingly, did not want to retire, but I think it is time to call it there. Whew. Now, uh, looking ahead, because we always do, we always got the next one in the chamber ready to go. This upcoming Saturday in South Korea, we have Max Holloway taking on the Korean Zombie in the main event. Going to be a spectacular fight. Early prediction is Max Holloway is going to take it, but well, I'll dive a little bit further into that later on. Co-main event, Anthony Lionheart-Smith taking on Ryan Span, Giga, uh, <laughs> Giga Chikatse making his longer-rated return against Alice Caceres. That's going to be interesting. And then Aaron Blanchfield versus Talia uh, Santos. Keep your eye on that baby girl, Aaron Blanchfield, because she may be the next double champ. I'm going to call it earlier because that girl is an absolute monster at the age of 24 years old. And for the most part, um, that is it. Um, any notable mentions is Conor McGregor says he's probably not going to be fighting Michael Chandler in December released a statement on that uh believe it was yesterday as well and other than that everything else else is looking good um i, I was gonna say aljermaine sterling is Sanya being announced to defend his title against sean strickland that's gonna be interesting gonna cover that as well and gonna keep an eye on any other upcoming news this week leave the comments thumbs up below appreciate all the love like I was saying before, join the Discord, join the Twitch channel. Appreciate it, and I will catch you all next time.